Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or the comfort from your own computer or laptop. Create tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They're distributing your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Do spoof, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Mandatory calls to action. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Who's Remarkable. Like I said, I start 30 minutes prior to when I'm doing on uh, Facebook Live to kind of give you a whole overall, and then I jump on Facebook and YouTube and talk a little bit more. So I'm going to go ahead and play a couple of songs, a couple of my favorite that I want to share with you all. So just enjoy. That was one of my favorite songs and still is to this very day. I remember when I first listened to that song, that was kind of like 
something that just spoke to me and it spoke to my spirit and it's kind of made me real feel happy and it, it really brought joy into oh, my life love huh? love It brought joy and brought happiness into my um, my life. And as a child, every time I heard that song, because back then, they always had music videos, and the music video of that was just so, so profound. It was just so beautiful to me. And when I used to watch the video, because it was on VHS, for those of you who know VCR head, VCRs, you know my age, so, and my dad used to record those uh, I guess it was called New York Hot Tracks and it was a lot of different videos. It was that and a few more but that one particularly just took you to a place of peace and solitude and what it did was just kind of just brought me happiness, brought me joy brought me peace of mind, brought me reassurance and what it brought me was understanding and clarification that man, I love that peace I love that joy. I love the experience. I felt like I was floating in the sky when I hear that song. And when I heard that song, it just brings so much into me that just caused me to say, Oh, that's a whole nother level of of love, a whole nother level of feeling, a whole nother level of gravitation. And when it spoke to me, it just brought me to a place of, man, I want to feel this every day, man. I felt like I was on cloud nine. I felt like I could float in the sky and never get off that ride. But in reality, you do have to get off that ride, unfortunately. And, I, and you know, I love it even to this very day. The next one I'm going to share with you all on who is remarkable because I'm going to get ready to get on Facebook in a little while. But I wanted to share these couple of songs with you. I'm going to share this one and then one more before I get on Facebook. I kind of get on Facebook kind of quarter to seven. But I get on my Anchor podcast a little bit earlier to kind of just give you an intro of everything. And I can't really play the music on Facebook or YouTube, so I do it on my Anchor podcast. So here we go, everybody. I got another song I want to share with you all. This one here is For Your Love by Stevie Wonder. I love this song. I love this song. By all means, I love this song. Give me a few minutes, the commercials just popped up.
with this song right here, everybody. This song right here, it just brings so much joy and so much happiness and so much love into my heart. And when I hear songs like that, especially this one, it just makes me feel love in a whole nother level, a level of, of excitement, of, of, of excitement, of passion to just explode and just sprinkle love all over the place. When I share this on this podcast, I wanted you to feel what I was feeling in the moment of listening to it. And how that music just soothes me and just take me to that special place of comfort, that special place of hugs and kisses and all kind of good things. Because that's what I felt like. And that song has always been powerful to me in terms of just kicking back and just throwing my feet up and just listening to a good tune. I could be in the car listening to it, be in the bedroom with my headphones. I used to put this song on so much when I was younger. I love to hear it over and over again. It's just a melody of it. It's just soothing. It's just relaxing. It's just a chill song. But it also shows me, for your love, I would do anything. And that's the kind of person I am. And I, pe- I need people to know that about me. Okay? Yeah. I have a big heart and I love her. Alright, everybody. I got one more song that I want to share with you all. Um, so let me see. This song here, I'm gonna leave that one for that one for the end of the uh, segment. It was a song. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, it's from Luther Vandross. Um, and it's like something i like to listen to even when it's not christmas time but it brings so much joy and so much happiness in my life when i hear it every single time it don't even have to be christmas time and i just play it and it just gives me in that sentimental mood and i'm going to go ahead and share it with you all on this day of march 4th i'm going to go ahead and pause it because it's another commercial popping up and commercials always popping up on on the the channel here but I want to share it with you all today and uh, give you some insight about it. And I'm going to be alright with it because guess what? I'm remarkable. Okay, so I'm going to share this song.
this song right here, everybody. The thing about the thing about me and the songs about Luther Vandross, these are some songs that kind of helped me with my relationships in the past. And with this particular song, I had to think about what made me happy when the relationship wasn't good, it wasn't great or amazing. So I go back and say, my favorite things, my happy things, things that make me bring joy, something that brings happiness in me and makes me smile, makes me feel good. And I tell you, I listened to a lot of Luther in a lot of the relationships I was in, particularly in high school. And, you know, when a man has done me wrong, this and that, or at the time, I didn't know what love was. And when I got so close to somebody, preferably a male, and all of a sudden things went sour, I didn't expect it to be where it's supposed to be, and I get my heart broken. Like many of us, I made a lot of bad decisions in a lot of these relationships, I must say. A lot of them, I did a lot of stupid stuff. Stupid stuff that shouldn't have been done. Sneaking around. All kind of crazy stuff. But fortunately, I didn't get pregnant until I had my first child at age 21. That's the only good thing about that. Didn't get in any type of trouble just being sneaky and just being a girl. Just jumping around, having fun. Interacting with all these different males and whatnot. Got into the place when I got out of high school. I could talk about it. That um, I was on a dating site. I literally was meeting guys online randomly, talking to them international, local, over, out of seas, over out of state, all of that foolishness. Got so bad I was doing webcam shows, exotic stuff back then. And let's just say I got into that real heavenly and end up getting people sending me gifts, presents, flowers. I was into that whole entertainment fiasco back then when I was in my tw my 19 and my early 20s. Into showing my body and just was a hot mess. And when I go back and think about that, that was stupid. I mean, now I could sit here and look at the ladies now who's doing it. They're making buku money. Back then, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't making no money with it. I was just doing it for free. People would tip me off a little money, send me money here and there. Back then, they didn't have Cash App and PayPal. They was West. They were wireless with some money and sending me flowers and fruit and presents and all that whatnot. I was a mess, boy. I always thought I was the ish. For real, for real. I thought I was the ish back then. But what made me really stop getting into showing my body on camera was the fact that I had my second child. You're like, wait a minute, you were doing with your first child? I was a young, immature 21-year-old. But when I truly start to think about it, I really need to stop this mess. And I came to terms when I have my next child, I will not do this mess anymore. And by gosh, I did. I got rid of all my uh, contacts, uh, all the platforms I was using, um, the gentleman that I was speaking with. We like, that was remarkable. Back then, I wasn't married. I was dating. I was I'm engaged, but I wasn't married. I was engaged, and I had a child. I had a child unmarried. For the first two years, I didn't marry my husband until I was about 24 years old. So I wasn't no saint. I was a sinner. Still is a sinner, but I'm not that sinner that goes and do all this unnecessary foolishness. That's not me anymore, and I haven't been that girl in years. And when I tell you, I interacted with so many different guys and talked to them. And at a time, my self-esteem was low. And when I say it was low, it was low to the core. And what was low about it was I didn't love myself, so I had to show my body or feel like I needed attention for men to pay me any attention back then. Now, I don't need to get on camera and do that no more. I have finally learned to grow confidence because I was around a group of women to remind me who I am and to show me that I am better than that. And they showed me that. And to be honest, the women who doing the videos and whatnot, I was that chick back then, 19, 20, 21. I'm 36 years old. I don't got time for that foolishness now. I don't have time for it. I don't have time for it. I can't sit there and scrutinize the woman because I was one of them women back then, but I wasn't on there making money. Gentlemen would just literally wire me money or ask me that I need this and that and the third. I was I was I was interesting. 
But when I go back and think about this stuff, I was young, dumb, unexperienced, low self-esteem, felt like I needed to get attention by a man. And, you know, I've had threesomes with a man and a man. I had a threesome with a man and a woman. So, you know, ain't no big thing. Do I entertain into that as I used to? Honestly, I do not. That part of me kind of died years ago. Do I miss that lifestyle? Hell no. I don't miss that lifestyle at all because it was so demonic. It was so toxic. It was just nasty. But when you're unexperienced and immature, you don't think about the consequences until later on in life. Like, man, why the hell did I make that decision to do that? Because I didn't know any better. But hell, the older I get, I learn a lot about that. Let's just say I was on MSN Messenger. I was Yahoo messaging people. I was in the Yahoo chat room. Come on now. I'm on dating site. American Singles, Black Planet. All those different platforms. Searching for love in all the wrong places, I must say. And the people that I was connecting to didn't give two cents about me. There was only a handful of gentlemen that actually cared about me. It was so bad I had one in Virginia tell me, I need you to move up here with me. I'll do this and that. I had one in Atlanta who was really in love with me. He wanted me to tell me, I'll move you here and take care of you and do this and that and all this other mess. And I tell you, boy, when I got out of that lifestyle completely, when I deleted them, Yahoo accounts and those messengers, I never looked back. I made a decision with my second child. I will never, ever get on another messenger. I will never, ever do another webcam show. And show behold, I have not. And I made a promise to myself, I will not do that mess again. And I'm proud of myself. And I haven't did a cam show, a webcam show, all of this stuff. And almost, my daughter is 12. So I want to say about 13 years. It's been 13 years. Yeah, been 13 years since I've done that stuff. 13 years. And um, that lifestyle is no longer in my spirit. I go back and think about it from time to time, but it's not for me anymore. It's just not. So with that being said, everybody, I'm getting ready to get on Facebook and YouTube to share some information about some more content about myself so this is why i do the anchor podcast 30 minutes prior to it so i can get on facebook so let me go ahead and get on youtube get off facebook here and get on youtube and um let me find the content everybody just give me a few minutes all right let me let you hear some of my poetry today i'm gonna do a couple of them today because i'm gonna do some more tomorrow i'm gonna let you hear majority of my poetry this is something I came up with. And then I'm going to start talking about my family and all these other different, different aspects. Give me a few minutes. I always got to block this one out because I already showed this video. So let me go to my poetry. Alright. Alright. Give me a few minutes everybody on Anchor Podcast.
Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Who is Remarkable. For those of you who are watching my Anchor podcast, I came on about 6 p.m., and I'll be sharing that episode on the platform because I was on there for 30 minutes prior to getting on Facebook today. So I'm going to continue to talk about the poetry that I wrote, my family, and some very sensitive topics on Facebook because my Anchor podcast is getting ready to launch off in just a few minutes. So let me go ahead and share some of my poetry, everybody. Touch your face if you must. Touch every part of this breeze. Watch the wind drift to the southern seas. The summer breeze creates an outpour of attention. I see myself going deeper in a strange direction that took my breath away. The experience I found to be profound and illuminating me up. When I wake up to this sight of bliss, I was amazed what I saw and what I what I was missing in that summer breeze that could Okay, everybody, I got one more I want to share with you all. I told you I was going to share my poetry. So let me go back. Let me show you one more poem that I have. This is from my old channel, everybody. I'm going to give you one more, and I'm going to tell you why I came up with those concepts. A lot of them are very short. Here's the next one, everybody. All right, everybody, that was a little bit sample. And you know what? I'm feeling very generous. I'm going to share one more with you all this evening, and I'm going to talk about a little bit about this poetry. Let me get one more for you, and I'm going to share the rest of it tomorrow. I'm going to do this one right here. Why are you sharing this? I'm going to tell you why in a minute. All right, everybody, I'm going to go ahead and stop sharing my screen. So what I just shared with you is three poems that I did last year, July 1st through the 14th of last year. And um, let me tell you, I was scared as all outdoors. And if nobody's seen this, and this is the first time that I am showing my poetry on my platform. I'm so serious. I was even terrified to show it last night and even terrified to show it today. But now that I'm feeling more comfortable of sharing my poetry, I'm gonna share the rest of it tomorrow evening. This is my other this is my other passion. This is my other gift. This is my other my other hobby that I like to do on the side when I'm not advertising or being technology 
or watching TV or fixing things or repairing things or doing webinars and broadcasting. Poetry, that's right there. That's my downtime. And what is inspiring me, and I talked about a little bit last night on Who is Remarkable, it's inspired me to just sit back, kick back and relax, tune in to what my mind is saying and tune in from my mind and my mind and my heart and my soul and just put my words on paper. And I know I need to write more poetry, but I have to be consistent with this. Okay. This is something I did for 14 days. And of course, I haven't wrote any more poetry since then. But when I get into that groove of writing poetry, oh, it's on and popping. When I say it's on and popping, it's on and popping because I'm consistent with it. I just keep writing. I come up with one topic after another topic. I can write I can write maybe 10 or 12 poems in a row because I'm flowing like that. When I'm in the groove into it. But this is something I really want to pursue even further on my platform. I just don't want to do it for July 1st or the 14th and then just completely stop. I feel that there's more I can share out to the world about my poetry. And poetry from the soul will return. And I'm thinking about, since I'm talking about it, I think I'm going to bring it back again this year. And make it a July make it a July special for just yours truly and stream it live on my platforms. I am not ashamed anymore to share this. Since I feel comfortable to share it on my YouTube channel as well as my Facebook page. I'm showing a lot more confidence in myself and believing in myself about the content that I'm sharing with everybody on this platform. People are watching all over the place and say, dog, y'all remarkable. You got this going on? Yes, I do. I want you to understand who I am. I want you to hear my story. And this is something that I love. And I can tell you a little bit about poetry for the soul. So one day, as I was creating the whole image of ministry, poetry for the soul resonated. Keep in mind, I kept sitting on this, this concept for a long time. I kind of initiated some years later, but I had a, a very beautiful video that I was um, playing continuously on my YouTube channel. And it was just showing poetry from the soul and it had flowers blooming. And I looked, I think it was like um, bugs or something, but I, of course I deleted the video, which didn't make any sense because I was unsure about where poetry for the soul was going to go for me. And what I was so unsure about was like, man, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. I don't know what this is going to feel like. I don't know what people are going to think about it. So you know what? I said, let me just go ahead and upload on YouTube and see what it does. And of course, I didn't get any views because guess what? I didn't share that on my platform. I did not share any of my poetry on my platform for people to view it because I was afraid of the unknown on that part of my poetry. I was terrified and scared. But now, since I shared it with everybody and people are listening to it and I'm going to share some more tomorrow... And just going to keep the momentum up to say, hey, dang, I didn't know Remarkable had that going on. I'm a woman of many talents, everybody. So Portraits of the Soul is something that I still love and still have passion for. I don't have any poetry written at this moment to share with you all. You like freestyle? I ain't got nothing to freestyle right now because I'm just like doing Who's Remarkable right now. But if I do ever come up with something between now and July... Oh, you definitely going to find out about what Remarkable's got going on at this very moment, the second at this hour, when it comes to poetry from the soul. This here is my baby right here. Poetry from my foe is my solid rock. Solid rock. That is besides ministry and advertising and computer tech. This is my downtime. This is my personal time. This is for me to express my point of view and recite what I need to say to everybody. That part. It's... That's my baby right there. Poetry from the Soul by, by Trish. It's not remarkable. It's not Queen of Inspiration. It's called Poetry from the Soul by Trish. Trish, me. There's no remarkable involved in that one. It's all Trish. But you're like, remarkable. The concept of what you're talking about is who remarkable. Yeah, who is remarkable. But this particular concept here about who, about Poetry from the Soul is about, from Trish coming straight deep down in. No makeup, no jewelry, no nothing. Clearly something that I am feeling and I want to share with everybody. Okay? So that's what Poetry from the Soul came from and how I came to that and how I haven't wrote any more content since then. But in due time, like I said, I'm going to let everybody know about that because that there, that's my rock right there. That's like, yes, for real, for real. Okay, everybody. So now I'm going to talk about a little bit more about my family now. So yesterday I talked about my kids and how proud I am of them and how I wish nothing but goodness and things about them. 
since this pandemic has started, I've seen a strain, I've seen a struggle, I've seen all type of things happen within them, and I can identify them within myself, within my kids, and even in my spouse. And how it's, the family has got a shift and a twirl and a spin, it's just messy. And I know it's going to all turn around because I pray that prayer every day, every day, every morning, that it'll turn around for my family. Division, is, it's just everywhere. And I see it. It's not good. It's not great behavior. It's not pleasant behavior. And I just hope one day that it gets back like it needs to be. Not where it used to be, but even better. That part. So, most of you know I've been married for about 12 years, going on 13 years. And our anniversary is March 7th. Um, my marriage has been up and down for some years now. Um, it's been challenging. It's been hurtful. It's been painful. It's been a lot of, a lot of things going on between me and the spouse that hasn't been good. And we, I really normally don't talk about this, but since I'm talking about family, why the heck not? Is who's remarkable? So I'm just gonna be honest with you all. It hasn't been the best in a very long time. And you know, counseling should be needed. Uh, a whole lot of stuff need to be taken care of, but it takes that particular individual to say, okay, we've talked about it. We discussed it, this and that. What I'm telling you this is, even Remarkable is human and struggles with a lot of stuff behind the scenes of the camera. I'm not going to get in further details about what's really going on, but I'll come to tell you this. It's going to all work out. It's going to either go left, or it's going to go right, or it's going to go the opposite. It's going to go straight forward. But all I know is, it has to, it's got to be worked out. Every relationship has its problems. Every relationship has its struggles. And that's where I'm at right now in mine. Okay? So with that being said, it's put a little strain on me mentally, spiritually, and physically. And I've talked to various people about it. And, you know, with that being said... I leave it right there and move on to the next subject. That matter. Most of you know that I can at times be very sensitive about certain topics or certain situations in my life, and um, certain things that has happened in my life, of course, of people passing away or somebody leaving my life. I don't handle those things very well, and when I get close to you and all of a sudden you say goodbye. That bothers the heck out of me because I don't like disconnecting from people. I'm not good at letting people go. And even my chiropractor said that to me, talking about you very you don't you have a trouble letting things go. And I have a problem with letting people go, especially when I've grown very fond of you and, and love you so much. I don't want to disconnect myself from you, especially when we have a deep connection. And I, I struggled with that for so many years with people. And then eventually with some of the people that I was connected to, it finally clicked. Like, they don't want to be connected with me anymore. They don't want to have anything to do with me anymore. Does it still bother me from time to time? Of course, but not as bad as it was before. And the thing about me is, when I get connected to you, we join at the hip. We join on the arm, we join on the shoulder, the elbow pads, all of that. I just can't just disconnect myself from somebody. And not just speak to them or not acknowledge them. I can't do that. I just can't. It's not in my DNA. Now, if we stop talking for X amount of years, and all of a sudden years and months go by, I finally overcame that, then it won't hurt as bad because I've grown and healed and moved on. But if it's somebody that found out every ounce of my being, no personal stuff I told them in confidentiality, oh, you, you, me and you, gonna have, we're going to have to talk it out. If I got to talk you once or twice a week, we're going to talk. Even if I just say hi or just say something. I have to. Because that's just how, that's how that works for me. And you know, hold on everybody. Because I got my screen shared. But what I'm trying to tell you is that's what works for me. And that works for me. It's because I've been doing that for so long. Is that good behavior? Honestly, is not to be so attached to something. And that's something I still struggle with. Honestly, being attached to somebody who's trying to disconnect themselves from me. And especially when I know it's rock solid, but they find it so easy to walk away from me or 
pull away from me or not want to speak to me or don't want to deal with me no more because they feel like that's the best way for them. But for me, that's hard because I feel like we still have some more to do. And that's what communication needs to come in. Have I verbalized some of that? At times I've had and then I kind of stop because I feel like they don't hear what I'm saying. They don't want to receive what I'm saying to them. So they kind of just like, okay, this and that. And they kind of just bush it around the shoulder and just put in the back burner like, okay, I hear what she's saying, but I'm going to keep doing me. That bothers me to the core. I have a hard time disconnecting from people that I really have gotten attached to. And it's not even bad buys. It's just the fact that we click. So why we start kicking it? And I ask myself time and time again, like, what did I do wrong? And I talked about this yesterday, and that's something I still struggle with at this very moment. What did I do wrong? And then while thinking about that, I'm thinking about that Mary J. Blige song. What did I do wrong? I'm going down. I'm going down. Well, you ain't around. Boy, and that song just kind of played in my head just now just by saying that. Sensitive topics, sensitive emotions, sensitive things. Today I had a sensitive moment and a, sim- a symptomatic moment. My kids, of course, is virtual, which is very struggling and very aggravating. And no, I'm not sending my kids back to school until everything's starting to clear up. My kids have, they get sick like any other child, but mine have been hospitalized. My oldest has been hospitalized. My baby girl has been hospitalized. My baby boy has been hospitalized. And I'm trying to do all I can to keep them in virtual as long as I can. Keep in mind, there'll be a year uh, coming up in a few, about a, in about a week or so, that the kids haven't been physically inside of a, bri- a brick and mortal building. My kids and others too. So this virtual has been struggling. And I, I actually honestly asked my kids yet again. And my son basically said, Mama, I miss going to the playground. I miss going to PE. I miss having lunch with my friends. And that just tore me apart. Even the music teacher was on there today talking about, oh, you know, it's just sad that the kids who are home can't physically be here with us because of the COVID and all this other stuff and the pandemic. And that broke me down. It's like, man, my babies haven't been in school in almost a year, brick and border. They've been there to kind of take tests and whatnot. But physically in the building, in the classroom, in the desks with the teachers, they have not. And I hope this whole pandemic thing come to pass so my babies can go back to school and be around other kids. That part. But it has mentally transformed their minds. And being virtual is not an easy task. They spend so much time on their phone. You take their phones from them. You tell them to do this and do that. Oh my God, it's a nightmare. But I come to understand why they cling on to these things. Because they're not around their peers. They're not outside the home. They're not doing all of these different things. And like most like, well, sit your kids back to school. Anybody who's tuning in, my kids have underlying conditions. So I can't take that chance. My oldest has type 2 diabetes. She has allergies. She has asthma. She has eczema. So she got all kind of stuff going on. My baby boy has asthma. So he don't need to be around that. My baby girl, the only thing she has wrong with her, she had gotten this little fender bender accident, freak accident some years back in the playground. Had to do some surgery. So yeah. My kids, we spend too much time at St. Mary's Hospital. I ain't trying to go there anytime soon for my kids. I'm just saying. The churn the churn department knew us by first and last night. We spent too much time there. Way too much time. And I don't want to deal with that. If I can prevent it as long as I can, I am definitely doing it. They're going to get their grades up. Everything going to be all right. It's going to all play out the way I want to. The principals or the teachers or the, the, the physical, I mean, the therapist trying to, well, you check your child, she go back to school. Lady, my kids get sick. They get sick. They get on that campus for a week. I'm going to have some problems. And I don't need that. I got enough stuff going on just within myself dealing with my own health issues. I don't need to be doing all of that. And I kept reminding her that. And she kept bringing it up. I'm like, ma'am, my kids are not going back. Because until they show some numbers that are less than what I'm seeing right now, they're not coming back. Period. Me and St. Mary's ain't friends. Sorry. I spend countless and sleepless nights in the hospital with my oldest. With my middle child and my baby boy, I'm not trying to go there anytime soon unless I got to take them to the doctor. 
And I've been so fortunate and grateful that ain't none of them had to go to the hospital, do this and that, or stay overnight at all. And I'm very grateful for that. Yes, I am very grateful for that. And another emotion I had today as well, my Anchor Podcast getting ready to go off in about five minutes. The other thing I'm grateful about is the fact that um, even though virtual has been stressful, my kids have been taking their vitamins, they're healthy. And I can say that, and I am very grateful that they're healthy. I'm grateful that they got all their they're functioning. They're able to have a normal life. Not normal like normal, normal, but they're not worrying about being or catching anything. My little baby boy, honestly, is terrified of this whole COVID-19. He was terrified to even go to school take a test. That boy. That boy. I literally had to really go and deal with this at the school and let him know, listen here. We cannot have this boy in this building because he ain't coming here. So they had to make arrangements for him to take, excuse me, a special test, a special test at a special time, everybody. And I, of course, he wouldn't want to be in the room with the teacher, so I had to sit in the room with the teacher. He like, you're going to have a struggle when he get back to school. I already know. I already know it's going to be a fight. But when he found out COVID going to be gone, I think he's going to be all right. I really think when I say that virus is out the door, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's not as bad as it is. He'll be out the door ready to go. I just hope. Okay, I just hope. I really do. On that note, everybody, I'm getting ready to take a quick break because my podcast is getting ready to end. So I'll be back in just a moment. Thank you all for tuning in to the Anchor Podcast.